something borrowed, something blue. Give us all your juicy news, sensational, irrational. It's Wedding Confessionals. Welcome to another episode of Wedding Confessionals. I'm Brooke. And I'm Pam. And the only thing we love more than weddings... Is talking shit about weddings. Speaking of talking shit about weddings... Mm-hmm. So, you know, people comment on our Facebook page and Instagram and we get, you know, stories and stuff. Yes. But if people are my close personal friends, mm-hmm. sometimes they want to make our social media not look as exciting and they just send me text messages. It's fine. <laughs> I love you guys. But like, come on. <laughs> share the love. Share the love. No, it's fine. But um, but I had a friend text message me and she listened to the episode with um, Lauren where we kind of shit on Pippa Middleton and her book. Okay. And my friend, who is like a huge Martha Stewart fan, like gets the magazines, like does those recipes at Christmas. Drinks the Kool-Aid. Really does. Okay. She's in, I mean, hey, I do too, but she's even more than me. Like, okay. Like I subscribe to Martha's like religion, mm-hmm. but I don't think I would be like in the clergy where I feel like my friend would be. <laughs> and she was like, um, I enjoy Pippa's book. I oh. own it and I use it all the time. <gasps> what and i had to admit i only read a couple excerpts and i thought it was dumb and she was like it's not stupid at all it's actually really good so i want to bring in my guest early we'll do the main intro um Brittany, who's also an anglophile what do you think about that about pippa about in Pippa's book. book i haven't read it so i guess i'm not that much of a middleton file um <laughs> Um, but you know, I, I think you shouldn't, you know, judge things before you take a look at them. So I, I think that not. that's good advice. I know. You know? I Maybe like we dick. should. Yeah. You know, I think I have the overall consensus of that book has not been great. I mean, and this is a girl who like reads a lot of books and is pretty critical. So I was blown away by her. Yeah. She's Maybe writing it's great. hard for this girl. Wow. Maybe it's a great book. So maybe we should all go get it and find it. I like to give throw it a parties. chance. It's all fun and games. So this becomes my bridal break in a month. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the apology comes. I know. Um, so um, <laughs> let's introduce our guest who's already started speaking of her mind, which we love. Um, this is uh, our friend, Brittany Welsh. I've known her for a while. I attended her wedding. Um, she uh, works in marketing for the University of Southern California, USC. Go Trojans! She is a former. Are you considered a former Trojan? Or are you always a Trojan? Once always. A, once a Trojan, always a Trojan. Always a Trojan. Um, she loves football. She uh, is an animal lover, and she also had a bomb ass wedding. And I want to talk to you about it a lot. Welcome, Brittany. Hello. Hi. Welcome. So happy to be here. Um, so, uh, I genuinely know some stuff about your wedding, but it's going to be fun to learn other stuff because I was more friends with the groom at the time. And we were friends now, like as time has grown on, but when you got married, I was more on the dude bro side. Yeah. So I don't know any of the, any of the nitty gritty. Yeah. It was good times. Um, so, uh, (laughs) and I don't know anything, so I'm excited. (laughs) It was great. (laughs) Pam's like, who are you? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so let's start from the beginning. Um, how old were you when you went to your first wedding? I was about four or five. Um, it was my, uh, it was a family members. It was, um, to me, it was a, an aunt, but it was really, um, a cousin because she was older. But anyway, um, she was probably in her twenties and I was a flower girl and I wore like a blue satin dress with like flouncy sleeves and, um, 
you know, walked down the aisle and distributed flower petals. That was my job. <laughs> I like that it was your job. That was my job. Took it seriously. I did a great job. Very serious. <laughs> I love that you remember the dress. Yeah, well, I do because of photos. I don't actually remember wearing it at the wedding, but I remember the photos of it. It's a really cute photo. So, Aww. Did you go to a lot of weddings when you were a kid? I did. I went to a lot of weddings as a kid. Um, I have a pretty large family. Um, I have a big Jewish family on both sides and um, an extended family. So that just kind of meant a lot of weddings and a lot of family events. Um, and then when I got into my uh, 20s, obviously everyone got married in their 20s and early 30s. So it was like wedding bonanza. And my husband um, is five years older than me. So... When I started dating him, all of his friends started getting married. And then five years later, all of my friends started getting married. And so it was just like wedding extravaganza. A lot of weddings. Yeah, but funnily enough, when I got married, um, I was one of the first of my friends. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was one of the, I was 27 when I got married. Um, and I was definitely one of the first of my friends because it was after my wedding um, that I started going to a lot more. And I was like, oh, maybe I should have gone to more weddings at this age. Because now I'm starting to notice things that I didn't really notice when I planned my own wedding. Do you think you would have made changes? Yes, oh. for sure. Wow. Um, I think, I mean, nothing like nothing big, nothing like that would make a huge... Like a different sh- groom? You just want to start <laughs> yeah, all over? Totally. <laughs> totally. Um, the, only, like, the only change I can think of like right off the cuff um, is that my ceremony was a little long. Um, and so I think... And you were there, Brooke, so you would be able to attest. I don't, I don't think so. I'm... Well, to kind of clarify on my end, I always assumed, not assumed, but when when it was happening, it made sense that there were certain things happening kind of because you're Jewish and your husband was raised Catholic. I knew that, you know, you were doing this combined ceremony that when you do that sort of a thing, usually there's either like an overlap or making sure that you don't want to leave out this for this person, but not leave out this for this religion. So you kind of double down a little bit. So it wouldn't, I don't think it occurred to me that it was weird that it was long so much as it was like you were recognizing both religions. Does yeah, that make sense? Definitely. And that makes me happy to hear, um, for sure. But and it I was think... a pretty venue and the weather was good. So you can always chill a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. You got lucked out. We got really lucky with the weather. Um, it was October 29th, so it was fall in full swing. Um, and we were nervous about it because our ceremony was going to be outside. We had a plan B, but I didn't want the plan B. I wanted the plan A. Sure. Um, yeah. And so when we were looking at the weather leading up to it, um, we were looking at historical data and we were like, okay, so. <laughs> Farmer's Almanac. Yeah, exactly. Grocery store. We were like, we were like, and the San Diego, mind you, like it rains like half a day a year there. Yeah. So um, we were looking at historical data and it hadn't rained on October 29th since like 1911 or something. <laughs> so while that was reassuring, I was like, we are due for some rain. Right. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> don't put that out. <laughs> yeah. But um, it ended up being like, the weather honestly ended up being too good because it was like 86 or so we like getting a little hot, but there was not a cloud in the sky. Yeah. It was blue Aww. skies forever, which is like beautifully, beautiful poetically. But in terms of like when you're taking photos, there's nothing that makes like beautiful light than a little bit of a cloud. Yeah. It's harsh so, shadows. Yeah. It was harsh, but again, like blessed all the way. I can't complain. Totally. So you said you got married in San Diego. Where in San Diego did you get married? I got married uh, at the coolest venue. I think it's still my favorite venue. I loved it. Um, I got married at the San Diego Museum of Art in Balboa Park. Um, The ceremony was in the sculpture garden outside. And then 
the cocktail reception was inside the museum, which was fun. And then the reception it was, was bomb. Sounds amazing. It was really cool. Like people got to walk around and look at the artwork and go so through the exhibitions with like a cocktail classy. within a wedding. Like that's amazing. Yeah. You got to like, you know, have your cocktail and, and have your little like, you know, crudite and take a look at, you know, some Renoir and it was fun. And then, um, the actual reception part of it was, um, it was also part of the museum, but it was kind of like a old vintage feeling kind of like hall. Um, where we had like a band and it was kind of cavernous and dark and cool. I liked it. It was fun. Yeah, it was different. That's what I liked about it. I, that was, I love a, like a unique venue. Like I love a venue that's not your typical situation. So I loved that it was not in a hotel or not, um, you know, somewhere that people have a lot of weddings. It felt fun. How long did it take you to find it? Not long. Was this your idea or was this a collective? It it was my idea. I, I think it might have been, I had a wedding planner, which I could have an entire segment on reasons to hire a wedding planner. Um, sure. But <laughs> <laughs> Next no, I, time. Had a, I had a wedding planner and it might have been her that sent me um, the, she sent me a few venue options or it actually might have been my stepmom who sent me the Museum of Art. I can't remember who it was at the time, but um, someone had, had recommended it and I remember looking at it and thinking, well, this is going to be out of reach. This is going to be, um, too expensive and probably have all of these restrictions. So I was just, I was like, ah, oh, that sounds like too dreamy, like too good to be true. Mm-hmm. And so we looked at a bunch of venues and cute, in, including some hotels and, and more conventional spaces. And the museum actually ended up being, um, one of the most affordable Oh, wow. wow. So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't affordable, let's be real. But It's a wedding. Yeah, it's a wedding. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, it wasn't more expensive than any of the other typical wedding venues um, that I've been to before or that most people use. So it was definitely – the one thing I will say is that because it was a museum, they didn't have, like, forks and, like, tables <laughs> – you know, they don't, that's, they don't, that's a good point. you know, they didn't have like, it's a museum. So you have to create when you're hosting a dinner and dancing and cocktail reception and seats, like you had to bring, we had to bring, bring in everything. everything. Yeah, yeah. As if you were having it in a field. Exactly. As if you're having it in a field or on the beach or something like that, which also a lot of couples do. Um, but yeah, it was definitely one of those situations where we just, you know, we had to bring in everything. Oh, wow. Worth it. Yeah. I mean, it was cool. Yeah. It was really fun. Hold on. I think, Pam, would you mind opening the door? Ruth, who is a big fan of Brittany, is is done eating her dinner and would like to enter the room. <laughs> Ruth is welcome anytime. I know. She's always welcome. And our, our mascot has... Re- Hello. Hi. Hi, Hi Ruthie. <laughs> so, um, so you had the wedding um, in San Diego. How... I'm trying to remember. I know it was a big-ish wedding. How many people were there? How many people were invited i guess how many people showed up yeah we had 200 guests oh wow mm-hmm. that's pretty big that's it a big wedding feel overwhelming no, i guess because the think space was large the space was large that helps um but yeah we had 200 which you know is it, it it's big enough to feel like a big wedding like there's like this is a big celebration with lots of people um but it's small enough to feel manageable um so i thought i thought you know it's funny because a lot of people were like wow this is so big and people told that to me at the wedding. And then, you know, some other people told me, you know, oh, this is just such like a lovely gathering. So, you know, to me at the time, I when I considered 200 people, I thought it was going to be like a sea 
of yeah. people. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, when I got there at the wedding and I saw everyone together and like sitting, the first time I saw everybody was sitting down before the ceremony. And I remember looking out and being like, oh, that's fine. I can totally handle that. That's yeah. not a lot. <laughs> I, I went to a wedding sidebar. This is yeah. craziness. Um, but I went to a wedding. One of my very best friends, um, she's Brazilian. And I went to her wedding in Brazil. Um, and she had something like 750 guests. And I remember that feeling. Wow. What? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's pretty standard there. Um, I think, you know, there's that's just culturally like you invite like Everyone. the city, you know, that's just yeah. what you do. Damn. And I remember... Wow. Th- I remember that wedding feeling. Who knows 750 people? She does. She knows. She's like. What a popular gal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's, yeah, she's a very special lady. But um, yes, so she had about 750 people. And I remember that feeling. What a party, man. Yeah. It was like, you know, you're like, you know, like google's conference or something you know <laughs> you're at a ted talk yeah you're at a ted yeah no it just felt it that felt really i remember like trying to find our table like they were like you're at table you know four and i was like i can't find that there's 500 tables oh my god that's amazing um i do have another question about your wedding yes. so your husband is his family is from idaho yes you guys met and live in los angeles and you're originally from san diego how quickly did you land on San Diego as like the location for the wedding? Was that a struggle or was it like no brainer? That was a no brainer. Um, you know, we, I have a pretty large family in San Diego and he has a very large family in Idaho, but I think he and I were both like, I think everyone will love the opportunity to come to San Diego. It's a really family friendly destination, way more so than LA, I would even say. Mm -hmm. So I think that, that was kind of like an easy choice because my whole family was there and we knew we were going to get married in the fall. So that seemed like a better weather pick. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) And then of course, um, you know, it was, I've been to Idaho, Idaho a lot. So I thought it'd be really fun for everyone to kind of get away and come down to the beach. Yeah. That's cool. I was just wondering because like I had the same thing where it's like, it was immediate, even though we met in New York, lived in LA. I'm from Georgia. He's from Maine. It was immediately, it was like, so we're getting married in Maine, right? Yeah. There wasn't even, it was weird that we didn't even, it wasn't a debate. Yeah. There's no, I mean, I could, I, there's, I should like maybe rephrase that. I'm like, there's no way we would get married. No, (laughs) no, but sometimes it's just like the things just kind of fall into place. That's that's what just like seems to be the natural fit. Also, I wonder, you know, with me, with Maine, where, people could drive from New York up to Maine, whereas people can drive from LA down. So at least there's like also this like secondary group of people that are like, Oh, this isn't so bad for them. More people will be able to come. And that's kind of fun. I was just wondering, just curious. Yeah. I think, you know, it was, if we, I mean, no matter where we got married, there would be a contingent who would have to travel. I know. Sure. So if we got married in LA, you know, both San Diego and Idaho would have to travel. If we got married in San Diego, Idaho had to travel. If we got married in Idaho, San Diego has to travel. So it just seemed to be, you know, kind of like the, the most logical choice. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you want to pick her up? She wants Brittany. Oh, Brittany. She oh. does love you. You can pick her up. It's okay. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, and while you're picking the dog up, you have to start thinking about what was the best part of your wedding? Yeah. Like the we whole from, from proposal to brunch <laughs> afterwards. I didn't do a brunch. That was great. I got the heck out of there. 
<laughs> you yeah, didn't. Yeah. yeah, which is funny for me because I'm like a major traditionalist. Um, I I love history and I love weddings and I love like doing things that tie us to what came before us. So I love like taking part in all of those traditions. Um, but I actually had like my dad did a really lovely dinner at his house on. I got married on a Saturday, so he did a wedding. Uh, he did a like a wedding celebration at his house on Thursday night, and then Friday night was a rehearsal dinner, mm-hmm. and then Saturday was the wedding. And I just wanted to like, I was like mentally just checked out. I was like, yeah. I, I don't want to do a fourth event. I'm not like an Indian princess. Like I got to go. And you don't have to. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so yeah, we didn't do a brunch. And I think that was the right call for us because I was ready to go. What is. Oh, that? my favorite part about my wedding. Yeah. yeah. Oof. That's tough. Um, I would say, I mean, it's so cliched and sappy, but like the best part of the wedding is everyone celebrating you. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, no, no. That's not a fine answer. No, even if that's the truth, you can't say that. If somebody no, else comes it was a to the podcast joke. and that's your answer, no, Brittany will joke. judge, but I will be fine with that answer. No, that's a joke. No, but I really want you to get specific. There's got to be like a moment. No, yeah. no, no. I'll yeah. tell you like the favorite, like my favorite part of the entire wedding was I had like a realization when I it was in the ceremony and I looked out at all the guests and I was like, oh my gosh, all of the people that are important in my life and all of the people that are important in Eric's life are here. Like it was like worlds collided because yeah. there was never going to be another life. Sorry, having a dog situation. The dog is now on the ground. Um, there was never going to be like another life event where I was going to have all of those people together at the same time. It's so true. And it was like stars align and it's very rare and it's like very poignant. I don't know. I just, that was the, my favorite thing about the entire wedding was like there's my current boss and there's Eric's mom talking. Like that's weird. Isn't it weird? Yeah. You know, <laughs> or like, you know, there's, you know, my friend from growing up and, you know, there's Eric's coworker or, you know, partner or whatever it may be. And it was just like, wow, I, I didn't think that all of these worlds would collide all together on this one night under the stars in San Diego. Yeah. That's a good answer. I like that. It is. And Okay, we just got the best. Now it's mm. time for the worst. Okay. Oh my God, there's so many, but I'll choose that, a few. That you can share. Yeah. There's so many. Well, no, but like good worst. <laughs> no, totally. No, but good worst. Because this is the thing about weddings, in my opinion, is that like somehow in some way, like socially, there was like something, someone said something to someone once and that was, this is going to be the best day of your life, which it is. But it doesn't mean it's like the most organized day of your life. (laughs) And it doesn't mean that it's like, you know, the most like easy day of your life. Um, So it is the best day of your life. But the best things are complicated and hairy and scary and weird. Um, So I think that, you know, I love the things that were quirky about my wedding. Yeah. Um, So I was really, I don't know why I got fixated on this, like as I was getting married, but I was really fixated about my dress not being too short. Like, you know, when you see like people with long dresses or like an evening dress, but like you can see their shoes. Um, I'm 5'10". This is every time I try to yeah. dress. It's so the fucking worst. I, I needed... tried a maxi dress. I look a goddamn idiot. Yeah, that yeah. was my fear. Yeah. So I, I didn't want to like have this long flowy gown and like have you see like, my ankles like that just like cuts off the like the entire line of the look yeah. so somehow I got it in my mind that I cannot have a dress that's too short so I like made that very clear at every alterations I was like 
don't mess this up. I need it to exactly skim the ground. I don't want to like have like a differentiation. Between, you want to float like a I ghost. I want to float. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, made that very clear. And then when I was doing my final fitting and I of course wore the shoes I was wearing for the day um, in my final fitting, it all looked fine to me. You know, I was standing on like a little pedestal and I was walking around and I was, it was great. So then I like put my dress on on my wedding day and it's like a legitimate like four inches too long. Like <laughs> you scared them. Yeah, I scared them. I scared them. It wasn't probably four inches. It was probably like like a quarter of an inch, but right. it was like enough to make it so like I and when you look at my wedding photos, I'm like hiking up my dress <laughs> as I'm, oh, which, no. Cinderella as I'm down walking the down the aisle or like I remember when I was dancing with my dad I was like I'm gonna just completely just trip and like munch the concrete like that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna happen I'm gonna lose a tooth on your wedding day yeah so it was definitely too long but um who cares it was great it was yeah. like a gorgeous dress but it was definitely too long I also forgot to wear my veil um so like you know I loved my veil it was like this long cathedral veil that like went longer than my long train and it made me look like you know like an angel descending from the clouds and um I did a first look so we did all these photos like in Balboa Park and with all of our bridesmaids and groomsmen and we had like hours of photos before and we I totally forgot to wear the veil in all of these photos. In the photos or in the ceremony? I wore the veil in the ceremony. Okay. But I did okay. not wear it. And then it was off after that. So oh, yeah, I you can't wear it at the reception. No, of course like. not. But I regret not. Like, I don't know what happened. I don't know if I didn't think about it. But, like, something happened and I just, like, didn't wear the veil. And it really did complete the look. Oh. And there are, like, I look at all. I have, like hundreds of photos like with my bridesmaids and with the groomsmen and with Eric and when we first see each other and I I look at those photos and I'm like where's the veil oh god how did I forget the veil so when did you know that you forgot the veil I think I didn't even notice it until we got the photos back oh shit yeah I don't think it even occurred to me it was also hot it was like 86 and we were in the sun like yeah. I was just probably trying to be comfortable right. I, 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 I like there was never a moment where I was like oh I'm not gonna wear my like that never came I'm not gonna wear my veil like that didn't come up I just forgot about it so <laughs> there's that but that's fine because you know it happened during the ceremony but those are like the little things that like yeah. it's a big day and like you forget things yeah you do oh you know God. and it's okay yeah of course yes. it's okay it's tough in the moment though, because you have these expectations and the things that you really wanted to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's always such a list that how can you get to all of it? Yeah. I'm but so then sorry, you... Pam. Can you let the dog out again? She's apparently bored with us. She's had her turn. She wanted to say hello to Brittany and now she's done. Oh my gosh. Um, she's so cute. I know. She's the best. Bye, Ruth. Um, it's a good though, closer to this part of the pod and dump into the uh, confessional advice section. Are you ready to to give some solid knowledge to some folks you don't know? I'm ready. You ready to just bring out some opinions? I was born ready. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so we're gonna zip on in. Um, and who's first? You, Pammy? I'm gonna read confessional some, or a advice. Confessional. Okay. Dear wedding confessionals, I have to confess I got pretty stressed out at my wedding. I feel like I was mostly calm through the whole wedding process. But once the day of came, I lost my shit multiple times. I'm not proud of it, but seriously, people were acting like they'd never been to a wedding before. Who misplaces the rings when it's your only job? Who forgets to pick up the cupcakes before the bakery closes? Who 
doesn't think of power issues ahead of time, so fuses don't break. I thought I was going to lose my mind. In the end, somehow everything worked out and went as planned. Rings were found, cupcakes were picked up with a late delivery fee, and the power issues fixed, although I don't know anything about that one. All I can say it was is that it was the best day of my life, but also the most stressful. From baby bridezilla oh my god Brittany, you were just saying that it's just like chaos yeah i i was like wow this is so apropos did you send this in <laughs> yeah that, hello um <laughs> yeah but this is so fun because that's exactly what i was just saying it's an amazing day it's such a special day but it's a stressful day and i don't know like where things got lost in like the fold here with like society but like it, a wedding is crazy and it is stressful that being said i think I don't know about who wrote in, but I would imagine this is a younger person because your friends don't know anything until they get married. Yes. So true. And I didn't know anything until I got married. Like when I was planning my wedding, I was like, I will never make anyone wait for my RSVP ever again. I will never, like the moment the the invitation comes in the mail, I'm like filled out, returned, like immediately because I know how special that was for me and necessary yeah um so anyway i you know people that like are their job is to know where the rings are i'm assuming that that is a person that has not been married before and if they forgot um but yeah weddings are stressful and they're crazy and there's a lot going on you know i mean yes it may be your job to to hold on to the rings but then you know aunt and uncles that you haven't seen in a while show up and then you know just chaos kind of all happens and you're like oh shit what did i do with and the let's rings add alcohol to the mix there's that yeah i think you're gonna set yourself up for wedding disaster if you can't learn to roll with the flow yeah submit to the chaos yeah i mean there are expectations and you can you know you can be proactive and you can you know understand that these things happen and you can say to people hey your job is the rings don't mess this up hey that can we you know i have a planner or whoever's at the site you know can we check the power or you know can we look into these things you can you can do as much preemptive work as you can but once the day comes you have to just let things happen yeah because it will get done and if, and she even or he whoever it is they yeah. they they admit that at the end um but yeah there's a lot going on there's a lot of pieces yeah and making sure that you have a good time because, you know, it's your day and enjoy it. The one thing I do want to throw in there when I was reading this, and I just like the point that really hit me was what shitty ass bakery has a big ass wedding delivery that they know someone's picking up and then closes the doors and then just like buy, doesn't even like give them a call to be like, hey, are you coming for this? <laughs> yeah. Like you've already paid for it probably. Like that's so oh, yeah. shitty. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, what jank ass bakery were you going to? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I would just hope that bakers out there, let me know if you own a bakery. I don't think that's how people roll usually. Yeah. I don't know. That just that part, I was just kind of like, I'm mad at the bakery. I, I don't know if you're mad at the bakery yet, woman who wrote this or guy who wrote this, but I'm mad at the bakery for you. Maybe she wasn't picking up her cell phone because she had other things going on. Okay. You know what? I was trying to give her a break. Okay. Who wasn't picking up the cell phone? The bride? The bride? Yes. Give me if no one should be done. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm going to like blow through this microphone. No one should be contacting the bride on their wedding day, period. Agreed. Or someone should have their phone. I will say the day before, it's the day or two days before my wedding. Um, I was in Romaine and we had rented this car and the car wasn't in stock. So they gave us this like gigantic SUV. It was just this huge car. 
And I was driving around and my friend Katie was with me and she was so funny. I was driving and she had my cell phone and she was basically like my personal assistant, like reading the text messages aloud to me and like just basically absorbing all the stress for me as shit was going on. (laughs) So great. Because I was driving, so I couldn't look at anything. She was just like, I've got this. Yeah. Anyone planning their (laughs) wedding out there. Like it was very helpful. Anyone out there that's planning their wedding, definitely give your friends or whoever it is a contact phone number. Yeah. I mean, every, I just, I would like email out like your best man or your maid of honor or whoever it is. That should be the person responding to things. Or not one of those, the bride. Mm, or those auto reply, have it in your voicemail and also your auto reply on a text that just says, I can be, re-, you know, if you have questions about the wedding, contact exactly. this person. That's very smart. Yeah. Let's do that in the future. But I'm glad that you got through it and that you ended up having a good day. Aw. That sounds a little rough though. I'm sorry. That sounds like stuff. Yeah. Yeah, But it all comes out. It's okay. It does all come out. It all comes out. You figure it out. I mean, even if, even if they didn't figure out the power or something, they would have figured out something. Yeah. Maybe you got married by candlelight. That's romantic. Mm, Freaking the sexy. (laughs) I like it. I do. (laughs) Okay. So I'm up next and it is an advice one. Yes. Dear wedding confessionals, I'm really nervous about my fiance's pick for best man. He's a fun guy, but not the most reliable. Bottom line is, I don't trust that he's going to follow through with all the best man duties, like hosting a bachelor party. And who knows what this guy's speech is going to be like. I know I can't do much about the speech, but would it be weird if I helped plan the bachelor party? I don't want my fiance to miss out on any pre-wedding fun just because his friend is unreliable. I don't think it's weird, but my friends don't agree with me and say, let the dudes do their own thing, even if it means it doesn't happen. What do you think I should, what do you think I should do from to plan or not to plan? So I think this is a lady writing. It sounds like a straight girl, right? Definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, th- thoughts. I have so much to say, but I don't want to <laughs> completely like hijack your podcast you're the guest we talk every week yes okay so get in there all right so i have a few things to say about this straightened her jacket i know i just popped my collar (laughs) i had to like pop my collar and like breathe a little bit um okay first of all i just want to acknowledge that this person is coming from a good place which is love for her fiance listen as a controlling type a i feel her so hard Yeah, I, but uh, that was my second point. So bravo on being a nice person, I guess. But, um, you got to know when to back off. And I think, um, unless, unless your, your groom to be your fiance comes to you and expresses that he would like your help. I think you have to let things happen organically. Um, Dudes are bad at planning stuff and they're bad. Yes. So true. And they're bad at organizing. And unless there's like, you know, some stellar person, which happens every once in a while, but that's, you know, an exception, not the norm. But I think you just have to let your fiance just kind of go on his own journey and let it happen. I mean, no, they're not going to have like a week long trip to Paris. It might be like, a one night like dive bar situation, but there might be charm in that. And there might be, that might be the perfect thing for that group of people. And it might not be what you thought it was going to be for your fiance. But I think inserting yourself in that type of situation is just bad energy. I just, I just, it just gives me pause. Yeah. 
Pam? I totally agree. Do not, do not do that. Stay out of it. I mean, I love that she's like, he's a fun guy. And it's like, oh, you yeah. know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not one of her choices for best man. I, who knows? That's life, girlfriend. That's life. You don't get to choose stuff like that. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? They're going to do it. I, I bet after this, you know, when, if she writes this after the wedding, that they actually did something. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I would just like to point out that this happens, you know, I'm sure quite often where the person who is the best man or the maid of honor is picked for that position due to their relationship to the bride or groom. And it's based on just closeness, not based on necessarily I'm a good leader and a good planner of shit. You know what I mean? Planning skills. Yeah. It's just like sometimes those coincide and sometimes they really fucking don't. And this is one of those times where it's like, he is a good guy. This is a good friend, which means if he cares enough, I don't think he's going to completely bail on this guy. No. I do think it's going to be last minute. I'm with Brittany. I don't think he's going to care. I also think that for the rest of your life, because again, a lot of the conflicts that come up in planning a wedding are basically foreshadowing of fights you're going to have for the duration of the rest of your marriage. Yeah. But one of the things you have to think about is, you know, this is his personal relationship with his friend and, you know, bulldozing that and starting to come in early in your marriage, even right before you get married and starting to dictate that. Like that's, that's what I meant by bad bad, energy. It's a bad foundation. That's what I mean. Yeah. He's going to remember that if you were to take over that, think about how that best man will view you forever. You know, you're the person that I'm thinking more of how they're going to view her. That's what I mean. How yeah. the best man would view the girl. Oh, got the, it. The bride. Got it. Got it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want a good, re- you want as much as possible to have good relationships with your significant other's friends. Yeah. Stepping on this guy's toes over pretty much nothing. I would just, so he doesn't have a bachelor party. I just don't. I think yeah. he's going to, he's going to have a night out. I, unless your, your fiance comes to you and requests your help, which I just don't think would ever happen. So, well, maybe he, maybe he is getting hurt feelings if his, if he's watching his bride have this, like, she's hearing all the, like, oh, I don't know what's happening, but I'm supposed to go this weekend. I'm supposed to bring a bathing suit and I don't know what's happening. And he's just like, no one's fucking called me. But if you do get that vibe, I guess you could just friendly, like over beers when you see this guy be like, Hey, what are you guys doing for the bachelor party? Do you have any plans? Yeah. I mean, you I can know bring it up casually and I know reach out that way, but not plan yeah, it. You can't like text him out of nowhere or call no. him. That'd be weird. Well, I know a guy who just had his wedding um, recently and he was planning his own bachelor party. Like he was just like, it's okay. Like I got it. Like I know what I want to do. And so I'm just going to go ahead and plan it and take care of it. And then ultimately he ended up not having one. Um, <laughs> Wait, which what? Is, uh, whoa. Um, yeah. Ultimately <laughs> he ended up not having one, but you know, that was his call. Yeah. You know? And so I think, you know, I, I just think it's best to let things fall where they may and not have preconceived notions of what things should look like. Yeah. You've got enough things to worry about, girl. You do. You got a crazy ass. And you have a whole life of fun ahead with him and you have a whole life of fun things to plan and party. So it doesn't have to be this exact thing. I like it. Yes. We're all in agreement. That's good. Sometimes our advice, we're all varied. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So up next is another advice. Uh, Brittany, you ready to rock this one out? Oh, it's my turn. It is. It is. Time has come. Okay. Dear wedding confessionals, I want to go on a honeymoon right after the wedding because I feel we're going to be on a high from all the wedding celebrations. 
I want to continue the party as we go and enjoy our first days as Mr. and Mrs. together. I don't want to just go back to work immediately and make it seem like nothing big really happened. My soon-to-be husband wants us to wait. He thinks we'll be able to relax more if we recover from all the celebrating mentally and financially at home first. That way, when we do go on our honeymoon, we will get to relive all the feels and get that special vibe all over again without having just come out of a crazy wedding weekend. I see his point, but I just don't think it'll be the same. At least we can both agree where we want to honeymoon. Now I just need him to see my side on this. Any ideas on how to make this happen from the honeymooner to be? Hmm. So she wants to go now. He yeah. wants to go later. Yeah, yes. I see both sides of this. Um, I like that her advice is just tell me how to convince him, not like advice. Yeah, <laughs> show me another side. We're not going to do that. No. We're going we're gonna to weigh both options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we should look at it both ways. Um, so it's like super cute to like think traditionally of like, bye everybody, sparkler exit. I'm in my traveling suit with my carry on. Like I'm off to Bali. That's cute. Um, then there's also complete rationale happening on yeah. his side. Yeah. Um, so for personal experience. I waited to go on my honeymoon because where I wanted to go was a destination that was not great in the fall. And the best time mm-hmm. to travel was spring and summer. I wanted to go to Europe. And so I didn't want to go in November and freeze. Um, so we waited and we waited six. It was exactly six months from my wedding to when we went on our honeymoon. And I totally get her side of the story here. I think it's her or maybe him. I don't know why I always think it's a woman. Um, but I get the side of the story here because I didn't want to just go back to work on Monday either so we did a mini moon there's like actually a thing like a mini moon and we went uh we live obviously we we live in LA and so we went to um a destination in California it wasn't very far it was like a 40 minute flight and we spent two or three nights um in wine country and then came back to work right after that but at least we got like those two or three nights in wine country and it was like very low-key and not very expensive but super romantic and a nice getaway And that made us feel like we were still celebrating the wedding that we got away. And then, you know, we got back home and then had the six months and then we went to Europe for the honeymoon and that was awesome. And I am so happy I did that because it made, it gave me something to, and this sounds so depressing, but it gave me something to look forward to after all the wedding planning because you're Mm -hmm. planning, 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 and it's all about your wedding and then it's over and then you're back at work and then it's over and you're like, oh my God, now what? Now what do we do? So I loved the fact that I got married and we went on our mini moon and then I had like, I continued the party. I was planning a honeymoon. We were planning a trip and then we got to go where we wanted to go in the best weather. And so that was great. So I think, I think that would be a good compromise for them is to do a little, you know, a big, like a little mini moon and then go on their honeymoon later. A little bit of both. That was my suggestion. I didn't know what was called a mini moon. I just said, do something just a day or two afterwards even if like if you're get, if this wedding is taking place in the town where they live let's say if there's like some sort of budget thing you can even just go to a hotel even in your town or like totally. an hour just away escape. anywhere it's just yeah. not your house anywhere yeah. staycations are real man just yeah. not your house yeah completely yes. agree yeah pammy what do you think well I actually did do the honeymoon right after the wedding. So we got married on a Saturday and did a little family, you know, breakfast brunch thing. Um, And then we took off on the red eye that night. 
and it was it was crazy, but it was really important. We went out. Um, we got married in Los Angeles, and Jeff's family's from Massachusetts, and he really wanted to honeymoon on the Cape because, as we know, his his mom was on our podcast a couple episodes ago. They've been married for forty four years, and his parents honeymooned on the Cape. So we thought like that was a really good, Aww. so wonderful. <laughs> Wait, so you, did you go to the same like location or just the same town? Just the same, you know, that warms area. my heart. I know they're so cute. Uh, you yeah. want to cry? Listen to that episode. Oh my god, oh, Linda! Oh, I know. What a sweetheart. She brought it. <laughs> she brought all of it. She brought the laughter and the tears. No pressure. Yeah, I mean, Brittany, I haven't cried yet, so this episode is a disappointment. <laughs> oh gosh. So wait, I have a question though. Yeah. So when you, you know, you know, build up to the wedding, and then you're flying across the country, mm-hmm. did you sleep for like the first day of your vacation? Absolutely. That's something I would would say is that if you do go through with the whole immediately going on your honeymoon, except the like, don't schedule anything for the first like day or two, except for like a massage. Like, know yourself. Well, and we took a red eye too, so God. you don't get a lot of sleep on a red That's eye. Romantic. We <laughs> landed, and then it was hilarious because we got married on Memorial Weekend. So we ended up in Plymouth, and I had never seen Plymouth Rock, and so we went to go see that. And then we had, you know, breakfast in this little town. That all of a sudden, everybody we started noticing people lining the streets, and we're like, "Is there gonna be a?" a parade is it for your wedding it was and so <gasps> no <laughs> but we you know it was just kind of fun to like just sit down and we didn't have any plans we had you know a place that we were going to stay and and that was it and the weather wasn't really great even though we got married in the spring but you know it was just it was just fun to hang out with each other and sleep yeah and recoup. I, the only thing in this entire advice um that i read that gave me a little bit of a red flag which it shouldn't but i've seen this happen before um was the financially because i think that's when you start to get into a realm of we're putting it off we're putting it off we're putting it off um and i think that it's really important to even if you decide to wait the six months book your tickets now just at least get that part done or book something now that's non-refundable Yeah, because then you get home and then, you know, life happens and then a year goes by and you still haven't taken it. And I think it's important to take it, even if it's just a few days. Yeah. I waited, I think mm-hmm. two years and it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. It's like happy anniversary yeah. trip. And it was just like, and it wasn't that great. And I was like, yeah, we, we kind of fucked it up. I admit it. But I also traveled really far for the wedding. And it was its own trip, so I felt like it was its own. But yeah, but I definitely, I wholeheartedly, as someone who kind of fucked it up, yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's the gift of the blog that, or yeah. the, the podcast is that we can, you know, share our wisdom. <laughs> Learn experience. from my story. I mean, it wasn't like horrible, but it was like looking back, I'm like, ah, I probably should have. But we were also broke. What would you have done? Right after or no, wait? But I, I think what she said is I would have, I definitely wouldn't have done, been able to do it right after. I was exhausted. And mm-hmm. we did stay an extra day or two in Maine, but his family was there. It was more just hanging with the family and honestly just packing up all the stuff from the wedding. Sure. But I was so exhausted and just like all of it was just so stressful. But I think if I had like done three months or six months down the road and already like planned something, but honestly, our lives, like who we were then, we were just so young and like, you know, my husband was unemployed when we got married. (laughs) I like to take risks. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? So it wasn't really like financially in a place where I was like, yeah, let's vacation now. Like the idea of a vacation was kind of like a joke. So, um, but yeah, I think back at like, if we had just like, even like a small something just down the road and just been like, do it, honeymoon, boom. 
Yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree with that advice. That's solid advice to just plan it. Because I also like the idea of it's something fun to look forward to. Yeah. It is something a good fun point. to look forward to. It is. And it keeps the party going. Yeah. Because you come back, like you said, and they're just back at work. Yeah. <laughs> it's I know. just like fluorescent lighting I was, and emails. I was so depressed when I got back from my honeymoon. Really? Yeah. I was like clinical. Oh, I, I was, I mean, it was, I think it wasn't, it wasn't because of my honeymoon. I mean, it wasn't because of, it was the honeymoon. I think I was just at a, pi- a point in my life where I was working a lot and then I hadn't taken a, like a long vacation in a really long time. And I like went on this trip where it was just him and me and no family. And we weren't going to anyone's wedding or going to anyone's birthday or visiting other people. It was just for us. Like we were living in this like fantasy world of, traveling and being together like for our whims and our joy and we forgot what day it was it was like what day is it is it thursday is it monday who knows like that's the most (laughs) luxurious thing in the entire world that's like the bougiest thing you could do is not do it yeah right what's a weekend what's a weekend what's a weekend um yeah totally and so I remember just coming back from my honeymoon and like I didn't have that feeling after the wedding I remember everyone was like oh man like the post-wedding blues and I didn't have that. And then I got back from my honeymoon like six months after my wedding. And I was like, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. It'll be totally fine. I'm totally joking. But I was totally bummed because it was just such like that was the end of the wedding stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Are you crying yet? No, no, nope. Is that why you did that? <laughs> no. Did you throw oh, that no. shit she was in trying. to try to get me to no. cry? No, I don't expect you to cry it over my sadness of coming back from Europe after two weeks. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, boo. Talking about bougie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back from Europe. Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> Pammy, we have time for one more. So um, could you please hurry it up and get this done? Oh, my goodness. It's a long one. Here we go. Oh, it is. Okay. Strap in, everybody. It's a confessional. So story time. Story time. Dear wedding confessionals, here's one for you. At my brother's wedding, since I was the sister of the groom, I was helping out with anything and everything last minute that came up. You name it. Pinning on corsages, setting out programs, etc. At one point, I ran into the kitchen to grab some waters when I saw more than I ever wanted to. I walked in on my mother hooking up with the bride's dad. Wait, what? Oh my God, I could never unsee that. They were too busy necking to even notice me. So I just snuck away in utter shock, forgetting the waters. I I didn't know what to do. Both my parents and the bride's parents were married. I had to tell someone what I had just witnessed, but I also didn't want to upset anyone right before the ceremony. I figured my brother, the groom, wouldn't have his cell phone on him since he was about to get married, so I texted everything to him. Turns out, he did, and he read the text right before everything started. It turned into a mess. He got through the ceremony, but everything came out at the after party. From... A Wedding and Two Divorces, the sequel to Four Weddings and a Funeral. Literally, Brittany and I are like, I'm like my hands are over my head and Brittany's eyes are like eight times bigger. This is insane. What? Fuck, dude. What is she? Oh, we can curse here? <laughs> Hell I, yeah. Hold on. Let me tell you <laughs> that I have been given notes by Tristan that I curse too much. Oh, pardon me. Oh, yeah. He gives me notes. 
My husband is an avid listener, which is adorable, but I don't really love the part where he's like, you could tighten this up a bit. It's a little loose. A little loose. Um, um, yeah, you can um, totally drop. We are explicit. I can't iTunes. even. I can't even address this. There's so many things going on here. Why would you text him? Yeah, I mean, okay. I love that. That's the first thing that you said because, like, your parents' infidelity is not the situation, right? Here. Like, no. like, who cares about that? I'm more concerned about the fact that you texted like someone getting married, like. How self-centered can you be? Remember you just said, don't text the bride yeah. or groom. Yeah. Like even my, even just like dumb So self-indulgent. That is things. the epitome of self-indulgence. I mean, this person's like, I'm never listening to this podcast again. But. Well, I mean, listen, I'm sure <laughs> in a state of shock, you just do whatever. But I just feel like when you, when things like this happen, like when a crazy thing happens and you're like, I can't talk about it with anybody who knows what's going on. You know what I mean? Like there's always a person that you know in your life. Like I have, here's my question. Yeah. Close your eyes. When you think about something going on in your life, there's someone who lives not near you that you're allowed to discuss this with because they know everyone's names, but they don't actually know them. So you can kind of just like, verbally let it all out to them and then they know all of your fun drama but they've never met these people except for maybe your wedding but you know what i mean yeah. like there's a college friend who doesn't live near you there's a cousin there's this your is sis- a wedding they're probably all there oh come on there's somebody she could have like a girl at work yeah <laughs> janine listen to this shit i gotta go bye and janine's like guys i heard this crazy stuff you don't know my friend karen but, but this shit know, just went down now that i like i mean still i stand by what i said but like now that I think about it a little bit more as we like continue to talk about it, I, that is pretty traumatizing. Yeah. Well, also. I, yes. That's yes. traumatizing. I mean, she didn't get the waters. <laughs> Wait, there were waters in this story? She went in to get waters in the kitchen and then she did not oh, leave. I totally like, that not. guy left the waters. But mm-hmm. also, the those, people were, those people were making out so hard they did not see anyone walking in. How so- okay, how selfish is that? I mean, this is your son and your daughter's wedding. You can't, like, keep it together and you're there's married. There's so many like, layers there's, of wrong. There's so there's many layers so of many wrong. many layers of, like, how long has this been going on? Yeah. Like, Did this happen, like, at the engagement party? Like, is this... I don't know. You know? Oh, wow. You just you just started a whole thread. You just thread. went there. Yeah. <laughs> Hold that. Maybe <laughs> earlier. No, that's what I'm thinking. And I, I don't know. I just... I mean, listen. That's really messed up it's really tragic it's really not fair i all I, of the above it's just yeah it's across the board worst. i mean yes she maybe didn't handle it the best way but w- i mean we also just in moments of crisis do crazy things and it sounded like her logic was there it's not like she was purposely trying to run up to him and tell him i think her intentions were good oh yeah. man oh god that poor groom that poor bride he, her yes. parents too. But also, she yeah, but said, he knew. Yeah. Did she know? No, I'm saying is he, like, as his bride is coming down, and yeah. he's got this other thing in the back of his head. Yeah, that his sucks. sole focus. That's you what know, I mean by be... self-indulgent. Yeah, is like turning it to what you had just experienced. Like, okay, you're about to go through one of the most important moments of your life, but let me change it and fill you into what happened to me. Yeah. So true. That was a bad call. That was a bad call. Yeah. Um, and also, she was like, I didn't think he'd have his phone on him. So I texted him the information, which I'm assuming she thought he would read later. 
But then when does he turn on his phone? Why would you text that information to anybody? What? Like, that's a conversation you have in person. What would be in the text? How long is that text bubble? Oh. Right? Jesus. I don't know. That's like eight paragraphs. Mom, mm. Susan's, or no, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like three words. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Hooking up and go. Damn. This is crazy. I'd be like, oh. is this a crossword puzzle? <laughs> well, thank you for sending it in. Wow. That was insane. Yeah. And damn. Yeah, thanks for sharing. You're crazy. Wait, uh, <laughs> wait, way to end the the episode on a cool note. Yeah, but that is like you know it's funny because that's the thing that happens with weddings. Like it brings out the best and the worst in people. It's true. Yes. And apparently, the horniest. There's <laughs> a lot of love going around. It's a lot. No, it's true. It does. It heightens. It takes things in your life. It's kind of like Christmas. And, you know, your birthday where it just takes things in your life and just heightens it. It makes you think about things. It makes you reevaluate. Maybe that's yeah. what was going on with the parents where yeah. they're just like, why am I still married to this person? I don't like them. Like, look how in love my kid is. And I want to be young and in love again. And yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And then just things just spiral. I mean, I'm not saying it's okay, but like, I'm trying to write the story in their brains of being like, how did you end up in your kitchen making out? Yeah. But yes. that's a reality of things. I mean, that's a reality of the best things in life are yeah are that way they're messy they're messy yeah life's messy man oh bless wow. this mess yes <laughs> well, that was fun uh yeah um so thank you for <laughs> riding this wave with us yeah that was so fun i loved it <laughs> um so at the end of every episode Brittany, before we let you go don't get up yet sit down <laughs> <laughs> um we do a bridal break and a bridal break is where we give suggestions to not only brides, uh, but brides, grooms, and anyone really working on planning a wedding right now of fun suggestions of things to do to take their mind off of the ceremony and all the obligations and just enjoy life for a minute and uh, have a second to be happy and just zen so that when you go back, you're calm and you're ready to dive back in and you have a good frame of mind. Just a reset button. Um, so on my little list here, I am, I'm going to give my bridal break first, according to my little chart. Um, mine is, uh, I just listened to an audiobook. First of all, audiobooks I think are really fun. Um, Leah Remini, she is, uh, was on the King of Queens. If She's you remember. a Scientologist. She's, well, yes. here's the thing. She her escaped. autobiography yeah. is called Troublemaker and it's all about her life as a Scientologist. What? So mm. it is her as a child. And how her family got involved. Oh. Yeah. And then how she, so she has like from the, like the, the really low end stuff of Scientology of like people that are kind of like more the grunt workers all the way up to being like a celebrity at Tom Cruise's wedding. Oh, there's like a case, a cast system? Case system? Kind of. Yes. There's Mm -hmm. cast. Yeah. But um, I didn't realize that. But yeah, but there's all these different levels of things you have to like accomplish in order to move up and blah, blah, blah. Yes. So she really dives into like of her personal experience going through that and then why she decided to leave and the fallout from leaving. And along the way, it's also a story of this girl from Brooklyn, from a Brooklyn home, becoming a working actress and becoming really successful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And also like the ups and downs of all that. So it's also kind of like a Hollywood story. So it's really, and she's also got this fantastic Brooklyn accent. So she talks in it cause it's an autobiography and she reads it herself. Does she sound like that? I mean, I'm doing a terrible impersonation of her, <laughs> but she does have like a fun New York accent and it just feels really authentic. Cause she's reading her own words, you know, and it's her own story. So I was, 
I blasted through it in like two days. Oh it was gosh, that nice. so, fun. so much fun. Yeah. And again, with the wedding tie in is that the chapters on Tom Cruise's wedding are awesome because not only it's about Tom Cruise, but it's about Tom Cruise. Yeah, she was there. It's about Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes inviting JLo, who is best friends with Leah. And they all went together. So JLo becomes like a key member of this story at one point. It's so great. I'm in. So that's already kind of yeah. in and listening and liking it. And then we got to the Tom Cruise wedding and it was just like, I was like doing chores around the house. I just like stopped and like just sat on the couch and just listened. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm totally going to listen to this. You should. It's so good. So that is my bridal break. Um, Pamela, would you like to go next? Yes. My uh, bridal break is a, is a boozy one. <laughs> go figure. I don't know what's um, that about. I don't know. There's a theme. <laughs> so this week, I'm. I, I used to be an only red wine. I only <gasps> drink red wine. Really? I, yes. How can you be that way in California? Well, I was it's young. Here. I was. Young. I always thought that you start as a white wine drinker and yeah. then you get into red wine later. You're so imagine. sophisticated. I did it backwards. Not the first time. <laughs> what um, does that mean? What? what? Okay, we're we'll not going to that there. in another episode. Yeah. <laughs> Doing stuff backwards. Um, so this week, this week, I'm really loving um, Savion Blanc. And um, we are drinking tonight one from Josh Sellers. It's a California wine, which I'm obsessed with. And I've been to, to France, and I drink a lot of wine. And I have to say, um, I think California beats them. I think California wine is Shots the best. fired. Sorry. And all of our French listeners. Yeah, I know. I know. I, 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 like I know both. that I'm biased because I live in California. I think there's, I don't think one's better than the other. I think, the, I mean, I even think like internationally people are like, oh, okay, well, when it comes to wine, like California knows what they're doing. For sure. They do. They do. And Josh, I'm, I'm Josh Sellers. Oh, she is. Same neutral. I think it's personal personal preference at this point. It, I mean, I'm not saying that there's not a lot of good wines. I mean, Australia has good wines and yeah, Lavaz. Okay. Kind of. <laughs> Someone's not liking the Shiraz no, from yeah, Australia. No, Sauvignon Blancs too, don't they? Welcome to Wine like Talk. Marlboro. <laughs> Pam and Brittany. The Marlboro Sauvignon Blancs. <laughs> well, this so, one in particular, Josh Wine Sellers. Uh, or Josh Sellers Savion Blanc is really tasty. I mean, we you did pound a lot of it tonight, Brittany. So you can't say I you did. don't like it. You know what I'd like about it? I'll tell you what I like about it. I like that it's not like super citrusy um, and acidic, which a lot of Savion Blancs are. It mm-hmm. almost tasted like it was maybe a blend or maybe like a Pinot Gris or something. There was a nice like earthy, well roundedness to it. So I agree. Yeah, sometimes I can come across a little tart. Right? Yeah. That's good. As you I can like... tell by Brittany's description, homegirl likes her wine. She does. She knows. I, I will say, if you can end up somehow in your life becoming friends with Brittany, it's great because when she comes over to her house, she doesn't just bring like some shit random wine she just finds and like, oh, I guess I'll bring this old ass thing from this. She's just like, I bought this. And she tells you like where she got it and how much she loves it. <laughs> and then true. she goes, we must open this immediately. <laughs> it's true there's no like oh if you want to have this later it's like most people just casually bring a bottle and just like set it down she's just like where's the cork open i'm like everyone sit down and listen to my story about this wine (laughs) the tale of this (laughs) bottle of wine yeah (laughs) it's fun um speaking of Brittany, you're up next with your bridal break 
Yeah, well, that was a good one, Pam. I love this wine. Um, okay, so I think it's really important when you are going through your wedding planning process. I think it can happen to the best of brides and even the most low-key of brides who never would expect this to happen to them. They can get caught up in their wedding planning and um, a little caught up in themselves, which is not a bad thing. It's, this is your time. But I think it's important to find some perspective um, and some gratitude during the process. So one of the things I did when I was engaged is I, um, my husband and I both, or my fiance at the time, we um, volunteered at a local animal shelter. And that was um, a really great experience. We didn't do it for very long because we actually ended up adopting a dog while we were volunteering. Um, and we both work full time. So once we adopted a dog, we were like, okay, so I guess all of our free time needs to now be spent with the dog we adopted. Um, but it was really good for us because it kind of got us out of our, our mental space and got us into doing something for the community and for other creatures and took us out of what we were doing. But I think even more helpful in terms of a bridal break would be volunteering with other, you know, either charities or, um, you know, Planned Parenthood or LGBTQ communities, um, you know, people that have fought for a really long time for marriage equality um, and haven't always had um, the luxury or the right to be married. And I think if you can get involved in something like that, you know, figuring out who to sit your mother-in-law next to at a table seems really like a joy that you can even have the opportunity to contemplate that. Um, so I think it's a really, it's a good way to kind of get out of yourself and be more involved and more appreciative. Yeah. I love that. I like that. Yes. And, and happy pride month, everybody. Yeah. Happy pride. Yes. Yeah. So that's like perfect on theme. Way to be on trend, Britt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always on trend. I like that a lot. Um, so we'll definitely put some links up about all of these bridal breaks. So if you guys want to check them out, you can. And Brittany, that is the end of our podcast. I don't want it to be over. (laughs) You can come back. (laughs) We can do this again. Um, Is there anything you want to plug? Is there anything that, um, I don't, I mean, we usually have like actors or somebody. I know that you work in marketing. Do you want to plug USC? Yeah. Okay. So USC is super good these days. Um, So Coach Helton is rocking it. Um, So if you live in LA or if you live in California, um, come to USC, stay at the USC Radisson owned and operated by USC. So that's fun. Um, so you can come stay with us and we can go to a game and, you know, have fun and get out of your brain and see like, you know, young people run around on a field and dominate, which is what I like to do. And it's a beautiful campus. <laughs> dominate. I love it. <laughs> no, but it's like a yeah. gorgeous campus in general. Yeah. And the no, hotel's beautiful. Yeah. The hotel's great and the campus is great and it's just, um, it's super fun. Right on. I like it. Well, thanks lady. Thanks yeah. for coming. Um, bite on. Yeah. <laughs> bite on. Yes. <laughs> Brooke, I have, I have Brooke given, says begrudgingly. It's a girl who did not go to USC. Fight on. They're really good. God damn it. Well, we haven't been for a long time. That's true. You know, we went through the sanctions yes. and we dealt with that and we've come out on top and it's, you know, we're... it's so much fun. I went a game with you. So we got to do it again. Yeah. Football. Glory. Welcome to football podcast, everybody. <laughs> yes. 
Football weddings. Football weddings. Yes, please. Send in your football wedding <laughs> story. <laughs> we want to hear it. Um, so uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. If you uh, don't want to miss a single episode, make sure to hit subscribe on iTunes and make sure to give us a nice little rating. And if you want to hear more episodes or you want to share a story with us or you want to follow us on any of our social media platforms, you can find all that information and more on weddingconfessionals.com. And Pammy, we've done it again. We have. We've passed out some information. We've talked some gossip. And now we're going to we're gonna wrap it up and say goodbye. We're going to say goodbye. Ready to say goodbye, Brittany? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. bye. Special thanks to Andy Schreier for our adorable theme song. And to Ramsey Malay and Brian Maylard for their technical support, which we desperately needed. Want to make sure you don't miss a single episode? Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. And make sure to give us a five-star rating, or I guess a four if you're being judgy like us. If you have a crazy story to tell or need some advice, you can reach us by going to our website, weddingconfessionals.com. Or you can email us at weddingconfessionals at gmail.com. Or leave us a voice message at 434-933-2663. That's 434 434- Nine three three two six six three. And as always, we will never reveal the names in order to protect the innocent and the annoyed. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're looking for those links, you can find those and more at our website, which you haven't figured out by now is weddingconfessionals.com. See you guys next time. Bye.